Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. Hey, what's up, friends and family in the room? My name is Nathan. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, if you're a first-time guest, you really are. You're a VIP to us, and so we just want to welcome you. Uh, hope that uh, you have a real fresh encounter with God and you find what you're looking for when you came in this morning. If you're watching us online, great to see you. Thanks for joining us. If you're ever anywhere near town, we'd love to have you. Or maybe you're traveling on vacation. You got the iPad on your uh, desk or your uh, dashboard right there. Be careful. Uh, keep watching, but be careful. Um, something happened a couple of months ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had a plumber uh, was going to come to the house and fix some stuff at my house. And uh, in, in typical repairman fashion, he gave me a, uh, a time frame. He said, we will be here on Tuesday anywhere between the hours of 10 to 4 p.m. It's like, great, thanks for the window uh, that you'll be here. So I rearranged my schedule. I was like, obviously, I'm going to have to work from home today. And uh, so I had all my stuff at home ready, ready, to, ready to get it done. Uh, part of the day, I was upstairs in the office, had some music going, working on my computer. Had a couple of Zoom calls uh, that I jumped on uh, downstairs some of the day, just doing some projects. Worked all day, never heard from the guy. He never came by, like, frustrated. I, Elizabeth came home, he's like, how'd the plumbing thing go? And I was like, didn't show up. God, God never showed up. And uh, so, I, like, I don't know, I guess I'm just going to have to call him tomorrow. Well, uh, the girls were in the tub that night, and I jumped on the computer and uh, checked my email, and the guy had sent me an email. And he sent me an email that said, uh, sorry, I missed you today. I was like, yeah, you did miss me today. Uh, he said, I was there at 2 o'clock and no one was home. I said, hold up, man, I was home. I was home all day. I stayed home all day to see you. And so I, I was thinking back in my mind, I was like, all right, so what was I doing at 2 o'clock? Where was I? At 2 o'clock, I was upstairs in the office working on the computer, music possibly louder than it should have been. Um, and so the, I, I conceded, I was like, there's a possibility, now I'm thinking about a strong possibility, that I did not hear him ring the doorbell when he came by. He might have actually done that. Um, then I kept reading down in the email, and then he said, and I, I called you, uh, but you didn't pick up. And I was like, no, I know he didn't call me because I had my phone on me all day long, and I, I, you didn't call me. So I started to think back, all right, back 2 o'clock, what was going on at 2 o'clock? I was upstairs, and then it dawned on me, I got a phone call around two o'clock on my phone. But here's the deal. I didn't have the number stored in my phone. And I don't want to act like I'm the only one that does this. When you get a call and you don't know the number, none of you pick it up, okay? Like none of you pick it up. Uh, and so I got this number, this 336 random number. I was like, well, I'm not going to pick this up. And so it rang and I like one clicked it over to voicemail, like sent it straight to voicemail. Because here's my thing, like if somebody calls me and I don't have your number, then if you leave a voicemail, then I'll immediately check the voicemail. And if it's one of you guys, then obviously I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to call you right back. Um, but if you don't leave a voicemail, I'm going to assume it was some guy trying to sell me new windows in my house or encyclopedias or something. And so like, I don't have time. I'm not going to pick up the phone uh, for that. And so I, uh, 
I, I realized that, that, that not only did he come by, uh, I was so busy uh, with doing other things, like just completely hooked into work, that not only did I miss the doorbell when it rang, but when he called me, I didn't know it was him calling, and so I ignored the call and sent him directly to voicemail. So now I got to reschedule the whole thing, be home another day, and like, obviously, I'm just going to have to work by the front door or put a sign on the door that says, come on in. Uh, it's unlocked. I don't know what I got to do. And then it dawned on me this week, that is the exact way that many people's relationship with God works. Uh, I hear this from people all the time to say, I wish that I could hear from God. I wish that like I could hear God's voice when I'm praying. I, I wish that I knew what God wanted me to do with my life. I, I wish that if I had a decision that I could just ask God, which one of these two things do I need to take? Which job, which opportunity, which person to marry, like which call do I need to make? I wish I could just hear God's voice like that. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I, I realized it kind of dawned on me that, that this is the way it happens. Oftentimes, God speaks to us but we are so busy with our life. We're so busy with everything that we're doing. We've jammed our schedules that I believe that God is actively speaking to us on a daily basis. But just like I was in the office on the computer with the headphones and the music on so many times in life, we just stay on our routine, keep doing what we've always done, and we totally miss God. Or even worse, sometimes God will get our attention, sometimes our interest will be piqued or something like there's a burden on our heart or there's just a feeling that we have. It's like, man, this is, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's an opportunity. I don't know if God's trying to tell me something or lead me in a certain direction. But because we don't know how to recognize the voice of God, we end up sending God straight to voicemail. We just push it right, well, I don't know what this feeling is. I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I don't know why this burden is on my heart. So, eh, don't recognize the number. Boop. If it's important, they'll call back. If it's important, they'll leave me a message. Today, I want to talk to you about maybe this might be the most important thing I can teach you as a pastor. And it's this, how do you hear from God? How do you know God's voice? Like out of all the other voices that are yelling, all your other opinions and news and friends and family and every other person that is vying and demanding your attention, how do you pick out from all of the voices and all of the noise around you, how do you know if God is speaking to you? Like, wouldn't it be great? I'm, I'm telling you, this would be a game changer for your life if you understood how to recognize the voice of God. That when you prayed, you would know whether or not God was answering the prayer. You would know him when he spoke to you. Scripture says uh, the, the, the sheep will know the voice of the shepherd. That, you're talking about something that will change your life, that will change your marriage, change your family, change your relationship with God. If we could learn how to hear the voice of God in our life. So that's what I want to do. I want to look at a story today, maybe the most popular story in the book of Exodus, uh, maybe running in the Bible, like one of the most well-known popular stories in all of the Bible. It's found in Exodus chapter 3. It's the story of Moses and the burning bush. Like there's no other story in scripture, arguably, that that clearly communicates God speaking to someone directly than when God spoke to Moses in the form of this burning bush in the desert. So are you ready for this? Like you're ready to know a game changer in your life. It's how to hear from God, how to recognize the voice of God 
and allow that to change your life. If you have your Bible, let's do Exodus chapter three. Uh, if you have your notebook or you wanna pull up the app, you can do that. All the sermon notes will be there. If you don't have an Exodus notebook, we have them at the connection bar. Grab one uh, on your way out. Let's, let's look at this story. Really, really popular story, famous story, the story of Moses and the burning bush. How, here's how this story starts out. Verse one, uh, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, this is the story of Moses and the burning bush, right? Really action-packed, really exciting story. And that's how the story starts. <laughs> like, that's got to be the lamest, slowest start to an exciting... Like, if this were a movie, we would walk out of the movie theater and be like, you know, it was a great movie, but it started really slow. Like, once you get past the beginning, then it really heats up. I, like, this is a slow... Here's essentially how the story starts. There was this guy, and one morning, he woke up and went to work. <laughs> slow down, right? Put your, put your seatbelt on. This is going to be a wild movie, right? Like nobody thinks that when they hear that story. And that's actually the first thing that I want to bring to your attention. If you're taking notes, jot this idea, this idea down. God often works in your mundane moments. Some, some people think that, that God only speaks uh, maybe when you're in here, right? When you go to church, like I'm, I'm really expecting God to speak to me when I'm at church and there's a, a guy reading the Bible and kind of explaining it. Or maybe you come in and the band's playing and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, they're playing my favorite song. And then Kristen hits the high notes and you get goosebumps and you're like, oh my goodness, God, like I can feel your presence. Like speak to me, Lord. Some people think that that's the avenue, that's the arena in which God speaks. And if you think that is the only time that God speaks, you are missing out on so much that God wants to do in your life. Because the reality is we learn it from the very first verse of this passage. When we, I think we have it backwards. I, I think we think that God only works in the super spiritual. Like when you're at home and, and you have the door closed and you're on your knees and you're praying and it's complete silence or when you're in here worshiping or when you're fasting and you're like in this super spiritual moment of, of meditation. Like a lot of people believe that. But this story teaches us that God matters in your mundane moments. That God wants to move and God can speak to you even in the most boring parts of your life. This story says God wants to move in the mundane matters like when you're at work. I don't know how many of you get up in the morning and you're on the way to work and you're like, I can't wait to hear from God. This is going to be awesome today. What about on your ride to work, the commute? Are you expecting to hear from God? What about when you're taking your lunch break? What about when you're at home folding laundry? What about when you're in the grocery store? What about when you're around the kitchen table with your family enjoying dinner? What about those five-minute phone calls? You know, when your spouse calls you on the way home from work, he's like, hey, honey, we'll be home soon, and where are you, and are we gonna, what's for dinner tonight? And what about those moments? What about the times where you spend those few moments with your kids when you're putting them to bed at night? 
What about when you're just laying around the house doing nothing, just spending time with family, maybe just scrolling through your phone or watching TV? Did you know that God likes to work in even the mundane moments of your life? And if you have tricked yourself into thinking that God only moves on a Sunday, only moves in here, only moves when you have your Bible open, only wants to have an encounter with you when you're trying to be super spiritual, you are going to miss so much of what God has for you. Verse 1 teaches us that a slow start can even have a deep meaning. That an extraordinary encounter with God sometimes starts in the most ordinary of settings. There was a guy that got up and went to work. And that was the setting in which God would totally transform the life of Moses. You and I have to understand, we got to view every single day as an opportunity that you and I can hear from God. Not just Sunday, not just when we're doing our devotions, not just when you got Caleb playing on your radio. Every single moment of every single day is a time that God can initiate a conversation with you and can speak to you. Moses was just doing what he's always done, working his regular day job. And God decided to step in and change everything. Verse 2, there the angel of the Lord appeared. Listen to that, there. (laughs) There, in that moment, at that job, on a Tuesday morning at 9.30, when Moses is doing what he's always done, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Now, some of you may read that and say, man, that's so fascinating that there was a bush that was on fire. And that's the way that that God spoke to Moses. And maybe you've even said this before. Maybe you think, I wish that God would still speak to people like that today. I wish, like, like, can you imagine how convenient it would be if you were at home and you were saying your prayers in your bedroom and all of a sudden right outside your bedroom window, your shrubbery caught on fire and you just opened up your window and God was like, the answer is yes, <laughs> do it, right? It's like, thank you, God. And then you just spray some water on the bush and then you like just wait another day. Wouldn't that be great? And sometimes we desire, sometimes we'll look at the Old Testament in these really extraordinary ways that God would move and God would speak. And we'd say, why doesn't God do that anymore? Like, why can't I have a burning bush moment? Can I tell you something interesting about this story? What Moses is looking at is actually not that uncommon. He's in the middle of the desert. The sun is bright and intense. And if you speak to people, especially over in the Middle East that live in and around the desert, they'll say that fires in the desert are really not that uncommon. Sometimes a bush will die or a plant will die and it'll get so dry and so brittle and the sun will be so intense that a, a, a plant, a dead plant can catch on fire. And it just, just, you'll just see smoke in the middle of the desert. This would have been something that Moses would have seen pretty frequently. It wasn't like there was this thing that he had never seen before. Moses had probably walked by that exact same situation a lot of times in his life. So when you read that, don't think, oh, there's this burning bush. Like this has never happened before. Isn't this amazing? Like that would have definitely caught Moses off guard and by surprise. It didn't. In fact, the scriptures say it really wasn't that uncommon that the bush was on fire. What was so uncommon was that the bush was on fire, but it wasn't burning. Like all the leaves were still there. 
It wasn't turning into ash. Have you ever burned a piece of wood? Like it burns down, gets smaller, and then like eventually it's just a heap of ash. And this bush was on fire, but it wasn't burning up. It wasn't kind of disintegrating down. And so what that story teaches us is the fire is not that really big of a deal. God here is doing something to try to get Moses' attention. And that's the second thing that I want you to write down. This is a question that I want you to wrestle with because I am confident you have a burning bush in your life right now. Here's the question. What is God doing that is demanding your attention? That's all that bush was. God put something in the life of Moses that demanded his attention. It was God's way of saying, hey, Moses, heads up, man. Got something to say, got something to tell you. I got something for you. And and God put something in Moses' life that would cause him to look in the other direction that demanded his attention. So let me tell you some of the things that God can use in your life to demand your attention. A crisis. A tough time. A difficult decision. It can be a rough season in your life that God can use to get your attention. A way that God can say, hey, I want you to pay attention. I have something for you here. I want to connect with you. Like, I want our relationship and our intimacy to grow. I wonder how many times God has put a burning bush in our life. And because we were so consumed with work, so consumed with our routine, so consumed with life, that we walked right by it. Or that we didn't even realize that the thing in our life that God was using to get our attention came from God and we just completely wrote it off. Moses saw something that demanded his attention. I know that the bush is on fire, which is not a big deal. I see that all the time, but this bush isn't burning up. Like it's not, it's not going away. And I believe that that God uses things. It could be a big decision in your life that God uses. It could be a stress in your life. It could actually be a a season where things are going well and God is opening up doors and he's blessing you and you're just like, man, I just can't, it just seems like life is just falling into place right now. Man, this is awesome. I'm just in a good season right now. Maybe it's a, a thought that you just can't seem to get out of your head. And you're just like, man, I don't know why I keep thinking about this person or this need is, is on my heart. Maybe it's a burden that you have and you're just like, I don't know, man, I heard somebody say something and man, I just can't stop thinking about it. Man, I just, it's, it's like on my heart. It's just, man, I just want to do something about it. It's, it's convicting me. I want, I want to be compassionate towards this. And if we're not careful, we'll take something that God is trying to use to connect with us, to speak with us. And because we don't know it's him, we'll send it straight to voicemail. Or because we're so busy, there'll be a bush on fire over here and we will be so focused on what we're doing that we will completely walk past it. Moses said there's something going on over here that I need to check out. I wonder how many times God has placed something in our lives, but because it didn't look like a burning bush to us, we completely ignored it and thought, surely that's not God. And we kept crying out to God for an answer. Verse, verse 3, so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. Moses decided to actually stop and go over there and look at it. He, he saw something and experienced it. But here's the next step, man. This is so crucial. Moses decided not to just experience it. He wanted to go over and explore it. If you want to hear from God, here's the next thing I would challenge you to do. Number three, don't stop at experience. 
See, some people uh, will come into a church on a Sunday morning and they just experience God. They will, they will sing along with the band or you'll think about the words. And, and while the pastor's preaching, you'll have your Bible open. And, and then like as soon as the service is over, we close this and we walk out the door. And it's like, man, that was a great worship experience. I'm glad that I got to experience worship today. And that is where the relationship stops. And we wonder why we can't hear God's voice. We wonder why it seems like God is silent. We wonder why we're praying and asking and nothing ever comes with it. See, the experience for Moses was he saw the bush. But Moses decided he would move from experience to exploring when he turned over and walked over to it. Moses began to look at the, hey, there's something up with that bush. It's not burning. I'm going to go look deeper. I'm going to go study that. Like, I, this is something I've never seen before. I don't know what kind of wood this bush is made out of, but it, this is something I've never seen. But I'm curious about this. I want to explore it. I want to know what's going on. I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to get closer to it. Like, I want to touch it. I want to smell it. I want to come over here and look at it from really up close. I wonder what it would be like if we made that the same decision in our relationship with God. To not just be a, an innocent bystander that was willing to just experience God from the outside, but what if we left here today and we began to really dig into what this word says? What if we were willing to study it, to, to go off, deviate off the path and really figure out, I want to know what this is all about. I want to know who God is. I don't want to just hear songs about God or read words from God. I want to know God. I want to recognize his voice. Think about how much of a game changer that would be. Same with our prayers. Like, what if we decided when we left here that we would start praying fervently? Not, not just thank you, Jesus, for the day and thank you for the food, amen, or right before we go to bed we say our prayers. But what if we learned how to seek the face of God through prayer? What if we prayed every day just expecting God to answer? And even if we had to pray the same prayer for the same thing every day over and over and over and over again, because we said, eventually, as I'm praying, God will answer me. And today could be the day where I hear from God and he reveals to me the next step that he has for my life. Think about how that could change your life. If you decided to move from just experiencing something on the outside to digging in and exploring that. Here's why this is so important. Like, it's like what's the big deal? Like, why can't I just show up for church? Here's the deal. If Moses had not moved from experiencing the bush to walking over and exploring it, Moses would have never realized the reason why God created him. He would have spent his whole life totally missing the purpose that God has for him. Moses, if he hadn't have walked over to that bush, Moses would have never understood why he was born in Egypt. He would have never understood why his mom put him in a basket. He would have never understood why he was floated down the Nile River and the princess of Egypt rescued him. He would have never understood why his mom was paid to raise him. He'd have never understood why he got to grow up in the palace and his granddad was the Pharaoh that hated all of the other Hebrews but somehow was tolerant of Moses. He would have never understood any of that had he not stopped and said, I'm not going to be satisfied with just experiencing God, I'm going to dig deeper because I want to know him. I want to hear from him. I want to know my purpose. I want to know why I'm here. I want to know why I'm created. Do you see how that could be a game changer for you? I wonder how our lives would change if we became dissatisfied with a shallow relationship with God and wanted to go deeper. 
We really wanted to recognize and hear the voice of God. Moses decided to explore instead of simply experiencing it. He went over to the bush and said, I'm going to determine what this means for me. I want to determine what the purpose behind this is. Man, I'm going to seek God. and Maybe this is a way that God is trying to get my attention, that God wants to speak to me. I want to dig deeper and move forward in what I'm experiencing right now. So that's what Moses did. He walked over to the bush to experience it, but also to explore it. Verse 4, he says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. I feel like there's, there's, a, lot of a, there's a lot in that passage. Because like, I'm, I'm very different than Moses because if I went outside and a bush started talking to me. I don't think my response would be like, yeah, my name's Nathan, I'm, I'm right here. Like, I would probably run screaming, uh, thinking I was crazy. But Moses somehow looked at this bush and said, yes, here I am. And I love that at the beginning of the verse, it says, when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see the bush, then the Lord spoke. You see the truth in that? Here's a fourth thing to write down. God did not speak until Moses took a step. You want to hear from God? It's time to take a step. You're desperate to know the voice of God? It's not a passive pursuit. It's an active role for you and I to understand God, to know God, and to hear from God. God did not speak until Moses walked over to the bush. It wasn't until Moses made the decision to deviate from his regular path, to change course, to get off of his routine and walk over to the bush that God actually decided to speak. I can remember my freshman year in college, I I took like an introduction to ministry uh, course and uh, everybody in the class was like, had this call in their life to to do full-time ministry. Now, some people would be pastors, some people would be church planters, some would be worship pastors, some would be missionaries, some would be student pastors, like a lot of different roles. Nobody knew, they just knew God had called them to something. I remember the professor standing up on the first day and saying, how many of you want to know the will of God for your life? Like God's purpose for your life. Of course, everybody's hand went up. And and I would I would probably say if I asked that same question, I said, raise your hand. Like probably everybody in this room would raise their hand. And here's what he did to follow up with it. He said, how many of you want to know so bad that you would dedicate five minutes a day to seeking the Lord's face in prayer? And he said, that five minutes a day is the equivalent of Moses walking over to the bush. How bad do you want to hear from God? Would you be willing to open up this book every day and search it? Would you be willing to spend time in prayer every day seeking God? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want to hear from him? How bad do you want to know the purpose? How bad do you want to know the next step that he has for you? I I love that Moses got off the path. Like he could have done anything that day. He could have kept doing everything that he was doing, the same thing that he's doing every day. It was his job. He could have just moved on, but he didn't. He stopped 
and he turned and he walked over. And that is when God spoke. The interesting thing for me is God did not speak. And it doesn't appear that God was going to speak to Moses unless and until Moses stopped doing what he was doing and turned his attention to God. I wonder how many times God has been trying to speak to us, but instead of deviating off our path, we just said, I'm just going to do what I do every day. I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to focus on my job. I'm just going just to stay in my lane. I got a routine. I don't want to get out of it. I wake up at the same time and go to bed at the same time. Like, I, I just, I don't like change. I don't want to do anything different. And I wonder if God is sitting there ringing the doorbell, but we are too busy. I wonder if he's calling out to us and we're like, oh, no, it doesn't fit my schedule. I'm not sure whose voice this is. Send it straight to voicemail. I wonder how many times we've missed out on the voice of God because we weren't willing to take a step off of our daily routine and pursue God, to take a next step and to look for him, to identify his voice. So glad that Moses did that. If you want to hear from God today, your first step is to demonstrate a desire and a willingness to hear from him. That's exactly what Moses did when he stepped across the path and started to walk towards the bush. Here's how the story ends. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the, land, from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So Moses, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So when Moses was willing to slow down and dial in, God speaks directly to him. God speaks with compassion. God speaks with great clarity. And again, Moses would have never got it if he didn't understand how to listen and decipher the voice of God. Now, the next hurdle for the rest of the story is going to be this. And it's a hurdle that I face, and maybe it's something that you face as well. If God were to speak to you clearly today, would you listen? If God answered your prayer and told you what your next step of faithfulness and obedience would be, would you do it? The last thing I want to share with you is this. The question isn't, is God speaking? The question is, are you listening? God speaks clearly to Moses here, gives him a clear purpose, a clear definition of the future, answers the question that Moses had. What am I doing here? What is my life all about? Like, why is all of this culminating in the wilderness with me watching my father-in-law's sheep? Like, what is the meaning of any of this? And God speaks, and now Moses has a decision. Am I going to listen and obey, or am I going to keep walking? James 1.22 says it like this, are you going to be hearers of the word or doers of the word? See, the reality is uh, God speaks to us in a lot of different ways. The question is, 
what steps are you taking to actually hear him and then walk forward in obedience? I can tell you some things that God has already told you. You ready? In scripture, God has called us to be generous. God has called us to be kind and loving. God has called us to love God and love people. God has called us to forgive others like we have been forgiven. God's called us to understand the needs that are around us and to use our lives, our resources to help meet those needs. God's called us to go and make disciples of all nations. There's a long list of things that God has already told you to do. Are you listening? Are you going to do it? Are you going to obey? Are we just going to look at God and say, God, I don't understand why you aren't talking. I don't understand why you aren't saying anything. Sometimes I think I pray and I'm like, God, I need to hear you. God, I, I need to know your voice. God, I want to I connect with you. And I've got my head bowed and my eyes closed. And like if I were God, I'm not God. But if I were God, this is what I would do. When I pray, God, I want to I hear from you. Oh, look at that, Nathan. <laughs> it's a a thousand page letter that I wrote you. You want to hear from me? There it is. Look at that. It's miraculous. Ah. Start reading it, Nathan. Why would God give you any more if you haven't done anything with what he's already given you? God's like, why do I need to talk more? I've already spoke. There's a lot of words. Like I'm almost out of breath from writing all these words. You haven't done this yet. Why would I talk to you anymore? Why would I give you step 10 when you haven't done steps one through nine? The question isn't, is God talking? The question is, are you listening? And are you and I willing to hear God, what he's already said, and be faithful and be obedient with it? That'll be the test that Moses faces the rest of his life. And that'll be what you and I struggle with as well. You want to know how God speaks to you today? I want to teach you like how to identify a burning bush. Um, here's one of the ways um, that God speaks to us, obviously through his Bible, right? He's written this letter, commanded us what to do, shown us how to have the life that he has given us. He speaks to us uh, through the Bible. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Now, some people think, like, they'll, they'll, they don't understand that, so they'll think, man, I just, like, I had a, a, just a burden on my heart for someone, or there was an idea that just kept coming across my mind, and I don't know why that the idea, this person, this name, this need just keeps coming across their mind, but Scripture teaches us for Christians, that's the Holy Spirit nudging us. That's the Holy Spirit putting things on your heart, helping us to identify next steps and encouraging us to take it. That's a way, that's a burning bush in our life when the Holy Spirit pushes us. Number three is through prayer. Right? We pray, we spend time listening to God. And I'll just be honest with you, when I've been praying, I've never had a moment where God audibly gave me an answer. Like I wasn't praying and God was like, yes, that one right there. That's it. That's the right one. But there have been times where I've been praying there's been a burden, there's something that I've been concerned about or just seeking the Lord on. And at the end of my prayers, I can't explain it to you, but just, there's a peace that comes over my life. Almost like a peace that is beyond understanding. I don't know. And I don't know the answer. I don't know what the future holds. Like it's, it's not like God said, no, seriously, this is what I'm gonna do, so don't worry about it. Like he didn't say that, but there's just a peace that I get when I pray. And I'm just like, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds it. I know God's going to work it out, so I'm just going to trust him, and I'm going to be faithful with it. God speaks through prayer. God speaks through our circumstances, our hardships, our pains, our good days, and our bad days. It could be a way that God is clapping his hands and waving his arms in front of you and saying, I want to speak with you. I want to connect with you. I want our intimacy to grow. I want our relationship to go to the next level. Are you listening? One of the reasons why it's so important to be a part of a small group here at Revo is God uses people around you to speak to you. 
Sometimes those people encourage you. If they're seeking Jesus and you're seeking Jesus, like God will use them to encourage you to move forward. Sometimes God will use them to call you out on your sin and say, hey, whoa, you need to pump the brakes on that, man. That is not right. That is not good. That doesn't line up with what God has called you to do. That's another way that God can speak to you. I'm confident God is speaking loud and clear. There are burning bushes all around us. The question is, are you going to take a moment to look? Are you expecting God to move? Are you looking, even in the mundane moments of your life, for God to speak with you? It's Tuesday morning at 9.30 and I'm at work and God might reveal himself to me then. It's late at night and I'm in my bed and for some reason I can't sleep and I'm staring at the ceiling. Maybe God wants to speak to me then. Maybe God has something for me. Maybe God wants to reveal himself like, God, what do you want me to do? You learn how to recognize God's voice over all of the noise. Here's why that's so hard. Scripture says that the devil yells, but God whispers. And the reason why God whispers is because I'm, I'm confident you gotta be close to someone to hear them when they whisper, and that's exactly where God wants you to be, real close, so that you can distinguish the voice of God over all of the other noise going on in your life. Do you not hear from God? Do you know how to call out to him in prayer? Do you know how to search the words fervently? Do you, do you know how to open up this book and, and let God speak to you through it? Do you have people around you that are challenging you, that are pushing you to move forward and to grow in your relationship with Jesus? That's a game changer for your life. I believe God is speaking more today than he ever has. We just have to understand how to hear God's voice in the midst of all the noise. You do that, it'll change your life, it'll change your marriage, it'll change your family, it'll change everything about you. Your level in intimacy with God will go to a level that, that, that you've never experienced before. And I hope you can do like Moses and you're willing, even right now, to deviate off the path, maybe move from experiencing something to exploring what a real relationship with Jesus is all about. It's all about him. And I hope you can experience that today. Let me pray for you. God, thanks for a story that starts slow. Thanks for a powerful God moment that begins with a regular guy doing his regular job. God, thanks for revealing yourself in so many different ways, for writing us this love letter that is the word of God, for helping us to have people in our lives that are willing to push us to be more like your son, Jesus, for, for meeting us in our darkest moments and circumstances that are out of our control, for giving us an avenue to call out to you in prayer and for giving us answers, even when there's still uncertainty, a peace that goes beyond all understanding. God, you've proven yourself faithful time and time again. So God, I would pray that we would learn how to hear you, to know you, to distinguish your voice from all of the other noise. And God, when we hear it, I pray we would respond with obedience to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. God, that would change every aspect of our life. Help us. Help us to, to dig in and know the purpose, to know the calling and to walk boldly into that in our lives today. Pray and ask those things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. 
If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.